Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed podcast. I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, how are you doing? I'm good, lovely. Yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Looking forward to talking about the archers. Yeah, it's been a week of blood and meat. It has. Yeah, nuts old few days. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> nuts old hazelnuts. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a relief just to touch on things in Ambridge. and uh... The archers seems quite normal. All of a sudden. Compared to some of the stuff that's been going on this week. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All Mm -hmm. right, well, here's what I suggest. Yeah. Let's take a little break and then we'll talk about the real world, as uh, Fallon and Harrison referred to it. And blood pits. It was a friend's birthday. They just moved into a new apartment. They told me to go and have a look at how they decorated the dining room. There was a table full of food everyone had brought. I looked around the room. I blacked out. Next thing I know, everyone's yelling at me. I'd eaten everything. Every year, thousands of people's lives are torn apart by the effects of hungry wallpaper. My partner was returning from a long business trip. I'd had an interior designer completely rework our living room as a surprise. He got home before me and... Well... What happened? Take your time. He'd eaten the brand new sofa. If you've been affected by hungry wallpaper, whether at home or out and about, maybe you were in MFI looking at wallpaper samples. Freeze! And the next thing you know, you're being handcuffed behind the counter in Wimpy with ten burgers in your mouth. Please, don't hesitate to contact us in confidence at hello at thesidershed.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Last week was a week of returns, Kerry. So was this week. Freddie, Vince. Yeah, Jolene as well. She popped up all of a sudden. She'd magically forgotten that the last time she dealt with Vince was when he was trying to wring Ben's neck in the bull. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? That Vince 
Elizabeth's fine with him still. I cannot forgive her for going back with him, by the way. Still haven't forgotten that. I wish Freddie wasn't going to work for him and I'm still hoping he doesn't, even though he's putting on a really brave, excited, giddy face about working for him. But that's because he's desperate. Jolene said he looked really excited in the car. I was like, how excited can you look in the passenger seat of a car? What's he doing? It was the hobnobs and custard creams. <laughs> he hadn't got his hands on the hobnobs at that point. Oh, I do not. <laughs> custard creams are shit anyway, aren't they? Yeah, so, I mean, the, when Vince first out offered him a position mm. at the abattoir, he went, thanks, Vince, but come on. Yeah. And, and now... Correct response. How the mighty have fallen. Because he went off to... Well, the last mm. place he seemed to have been of note was Lisbon, mm. wasn't it? That's where he brought the presents back from, the handmade leather gifts, the authentic gifts that weren't. Yeah, of course, my brain, when he said handmade leather company, I thought that the company was made of leather. <laughs> well, anyway, it was from China, wasn't it? The wallet and the sandal, size five. So Lisbeth must be quite little. That was totally what they're suggesting, isn't it? She's petite and gorgeous. I knew something was up because Vince said, did you try the ginger? Mm. A lot of people I know call it ginger or ginginia even. So it's a cherry liqueur. I sing that. And Freddie was like, "Uh, no, I think that must have been an 80s thing. You can, the moment you leave your door in Lisbon, someone is trying to pour one of these a shot of this drink down your mouth. If you go anywhere in any of the, the downtown areas, there are street bars set up. You pass little liquor shops and they're serving it 50 cents a shot or one I cent like a shot. I like the sound of this. And it's just like a sweet, I might have some in the cabinet. I love actually. cherry. I love cherry anything. I like cherry brandy. It's impossible that you would be in Lisbon and not know of the existence of that okay. drink. So it suggests to me like he wasn't going out at all. Mm. So I could tell at that point mm-hmm. that something was off. So where did he get the wallet and the sandals from, Amazon? I don't know, bloody airport, didn't he? <laughs> and there was also another bit where Vince sussed him, where he was like, yeah, I've just done a 5K run. And, oh, I got into that when I was in Ibiza. I thought, not many people in Ibiza concentrate on running. On the spot, maybe. He. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> said, oh, you haven't got much of a sweat on there, have you, Freddie? And immediately crumbled and went, I was lying in the grass listening to music. <laughs> yeah, there, there was that moment where he, he said, I don't know why I said that. Mm. It, that was the doors or the floodgates opening of him realising, like, he's lying the game about all up. of this. Yeah. yeah. I do love him, though, Freddie. I love him. I love him as a character. He's a funny, trying hard, idiot, sort of lovely person. What do you what do you think of him? Oh, I really like him as a character, yeah. I mean he's very entitled. I just want a job. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Pring! It's appeared in front of me. Yeah, that bit where he said to Vince, um, but didn't you already fill that position of the assistant mm. manager? And I thought he was gonna go, Yeah, Caden uh, got sawn in half. <laughs> I don't I'm not happy about Vince. He's gonna be a trainee manager and he's Vince used the term, um, we'll train them to do what, to be how we want them to be or something. It was like a not very positive term. And I don't trust Vince. Vince he, was over in the Philippines bringing back loads of butchers not that long ago, of wasn't course, he? Of course, of course. It's all well dodgy. 
I don't think Freddy should work for him. And Freddy's putting on all this bravado about having seen beasts being stunned and have their throats cut and all of this. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like we need to know where meat comes from. I mean, we do. Like, we are detached from that, obviously, when we eat our meat. We get it from the supermarket or even a butcher. It's all very what's sanitised, isn't it, and detached. Not here, from... it isn't. Oh, well, you know, that's how it should be, really. I did think, like, it, the episode title was something like a, a big day for Freddy. And I was like, oh, he gets to butcher beasts next to Vince instead of butchering beets next to nobody. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I was quite proud of that, and I'm blowing my own bloody trumpet there. But it just came out of nowhere. It's bloody genius. <laughs> Day two, they'll be like, all right, Freddie, you need to stun this cow. And he's like, I'll stun it with my command of Portuguese. <laughs> I'll stun it with my raspberry-coloured cords. <laughs> <laughs> there was that moment as well where Vince said to him, all right, but it's only day one. I thought he was going to say, tomorrow you've got to fight a camel while we all watch. <laughs> you've got to dive into the blood pit, swim a few lengths, and then f***ing stuff loads of custard creams in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I, th I think it's all bravado and he's desperate. And in a few days slash weeks, he'll be sort of sobbing and eating Linda McCartney's sausages and saying, <laughs> Mummy, I don't like it. I hope he gets away from that business. I don't want him anywhere near Vince. Right. You're very protective and very anti-Vince yes. all of a sudden. I don't, I, is, that, is this only post-Ben attack? Vince has displayed some very aggressive, hot-headed, horrendous behaviours. And I can't remember any of them, but I know that they happened. <laughs> and they were not appealing. He treated Elizabeth poorly, didn't he? When did he treat Elizabeth poorly? Oh, Matthew, don't ask me for specifics. <laughs> but there was a point at which we were all thinking, don't have him back, don't have him back. Well, that was the, in the aftermath of the whole Ben situation, wasn't it? And I yes. think she, she was kind of more of the mind of like, look, just go. You need to go. Mm. But she did take him back quite quickly. It was all why? off mic. We didn't hear it, did we? I know. Why, it was more why, why? David and Ruth over the kitchen table going, oh, like, is she talking to him again? So mm. and meantime, Ben was having his breakdown. Do you know, I wrote something in my notes. Mm. Beth and Freddie. He goes to work at the slaughterhouse. Vince is oh, back. No, no, Maybe no. The this gets worse. Back. This it gets worse. I don't like her. She's absolutely awful. Please, no. We've got Pip sullying Stella. We can't have Beth sullying Freddie. <laughs> this is very depressing. Sorry, I just wrote it down. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite excited by the fact that they're all ninjas, though. At yeah. The abattoir. Yeah. Wow. wow. There's like one minute there's a cow in front of you. Next minute it's chops. Oh, you don't have chops from a cow, do you? What is it? Steaks. Ah, which reminds me of David with his burgers flying off, where, which he was barbecuing next to a bull. Hector wasn't digging it, was he? I mean, how insensitive can you be? It's almost as if he was slicing bits off the rump of Hector and whacking them on the barbecue. No wonder he didn't want to go home. <laughs> Please, I want Freddie to find... Because he, he, he applied for a debt collector role, didn't he? And that got rejected. Elizabeth said, well, you, you, don't, you wouldn't want to do that, frightening people into paying their debts. Like, he was literally a drug dealer, Elizabeth. <laughs> also applied to be a lollipop person. Yep. A little he? bit questionable, that, isn't it? But he would have to go to Felpersham and back for an hour's work. Somebody uh, did write on our Facebook, like, Freddie Love, I don't think they let uh, ex-drug dealers become <laughs> lollipop people. 
true. Although I, we've spoken about this already this week, but some people won't have heard. We did think that that could be quite a good way to deal drugs to small children. Yeah, didn't you think he'd have the prices written on his hand? <laughs> yeah, when you hold up the hand palm to the cars on there is like, you know, 10 or a bag. Yeah, I think I bought my first eighth off the lollipop lady. <laughs> So he's not going to become a lollipop person. Perhaps. Um, I mean, there was another job that was desperate for him to come for a second interview. That was a... Uh, <laughs> That's getting bleeped out. No, it should stay. Any more on Freddy? Anything else you've got to say about well, him? Well, I bloody love Freddy and I love bloody Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got to say. We can now move on. All right. How much do you think he um, he spent on his credit card? Oh, yeah, because he was in youth hostels and campsites for, was it two months? So he said. He's been away for two months. I think so. I should have missed him more. I feel like it was only a couple of weeks. <laughs> he was saying, like, how did how it doesn't work out for me? Johnny has the holiday of a lifetime. Mm. Johnny's probably chained to the wall in a basement in Bolivia <laughs> by now. So, uh, yeah, what would he have racked? And how is he going to pay that credit card bill? What are his, well, from the abattoir earnings? Blood money. Ooh. He said he didn't get any DJ gigs because he kept going there and, like, waving his tapes at them. <laughs> I reckon there'd been a mix-up and accidentally given them that 80s compilation that Vince had given them. <laughs> and they were like, what? what is, what's this guy giving us careless whisper for? <laughs> <laughs> when he said so, he said, um... Oh, God, you know, I just, I love DJ. I love the playing of the tracks, but, oh, the social media side of it is so exhausting. He can't last to do anything, can he, really? Touching moment where he said he couldn't face going back to Grey Gables, though, because of the whole, he basically pulled Gavin and Blake and Linda out of the fire, didn't he? I know. No, well, Gavin wasn't there, was he? Because we all thought it was Gavin. And that was the false alarm. That's when we discovered Blake and the horses. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go crawling back to the trustees because that prog rock cock wouldn't approve him. Whatever yeah. his name was, I forgot. Big Wizard 2 fan. <laughs> yeah, because Elizabeth was suggesting, there's an open position at Grey Gables and have, you can always have a job at Lur Loxley. He's like, off i'm not going to either of those two places again do you think when he comes home from the abattoir lizzie will say how was your day and he'll be like awful just awful <laughs> thanks i kidney be bothered to oh, do anything very good anymore <laughs> uh, i got the chop <laughs> i think that's it isn't it yeah that'll do let's do fallon's back fallon yeah apparently harrison has trouble sleeping at night when fallon's wriggling next to him I know the mm. feeling. <laughs> Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of um, to and fro. Like, I don't want the job. I do want the job. Harrison doesn't want her to go for the job. Does want her to go for the job. And then finally they align at the end. I decided to take the job. It's the right thing to do. You think anytime someone says it's the right thing to do and then the music starts means it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Cut to Fallon living on the streets in two weeks' time. I reckon Emma, she might go for it, Fallon, but I bet you Tom and Natasha will go, Emma, you've been successful because you're cheaper. And then she said, I don't think I could bear to sit there and watch them wallpaper mm. over the place. I was like, well, if, if everything goes to plan, as soon as you see the wallpaper, you're going to get hungry and forget yes. that. 
I loved that line where George went, oh, that makes sense. Why Natasha was showing Tom samples of wallpaper and going, which one of these makes you feel hungry? <laughs> How does wallpaper make you feel hungry? I don't know. Maybe it'll all be explained in an ad this week. Oh, great. Lovely. Okay. Also, Matthew, please tell me why in amongst all of this i don't want to work for the archers nothing's worse than working for the archers i'm gonna branch out on my own i just don't know how i'm gonna do it why is no one at any point saying the ev charging station has a vacancy plot site thing for a cafe don't think the times match do they because we heard early in the week from freddie or lizzie um freddie had told lizzie that they started work on the charging station and Vince said, oh, they don't hang about. Now, I don't know if that's going to be ready in time. When's her lease up? In two months? Did we hear that? Or did I dream that? I didn't hear that timeline mentioned about the EV charging station. Well, I was thinking more in relation to the lease. I mm. thought Alan's lease had two months left to run on it or something. Yeah. It's a very short space of time to let her mm. know that. And I don't think the charging station would be up and running. I mean, I, hopefully they haven't got the same construction company that's building grey gables otherwise the charging stations electric cars will have gone by then and we'll be driving <laughs> cars with our brains <laughs> yeah we'll just be sort of flying around using the power <laughs> of our mind <laughs> as i thought we'd all be doing by now when i was in school so annoying isn't it uh fuck jet packs <laughs> well they did have a few of those but people kept flying into buildings and killing themselves didn't they did they yeah there are jetpacks but they're not oh god i do wish jetpacks would come to ambridge everyone's sort of <laughs> flying around in the air. oh i thought that'd be a new character jetpacks <laughs> ev charging station and jetpacks and also i'm interested in this new character uh mini fiddler <laughs> nina nina oh nina i thought it was mini no mina nina okay. nina right. fiddler um yes, anyway the fiddler. josh is hoping to be fiddled with isn't he? he is fallon said she had a relaxing break in whitstable and swam in the sea every day there's your tory f***ing lie for this week from the bbc because fergal sharkey about two weeks ago was on the beach at whitstable saying it was completely polluted and disgusting mm -hmm. But you will find stories on the Beeb saying it's got some of the cleanest water in the UK. So which is true? And why have they chose Whitstable? And that's where there's lovely oysters that have probably got a big fat turd in them now, <laughs> haven't they? Yeah. You need a bit more than uh, Tabasco to get those down. She did sound like she'd had a lovely time at giving her time to think. Who had she gone to Whitstable with? Jolene. What no one's mentioned is both of them are glowing like Breddy Breck from some kind of weird... <laughs> Ah. pollution yeah. yeah they haven't got a tan so much as they're covered in shit talking of shit i liked in their reviews their wonderful customer review forums oh. where people were like yeah lovely cafe hate all the shit outside the archer's farm yeah. shop yes really untidy entrance over there opposite oh, i meant to ask you actually matthew go with one being not very and ten being very how would you say you rate the general ambiance of this podcast um three why is it not 10 please tell me what the feedback is about how we, i can improve things Hang on didn't you give me one to five oh, i said 10 oh did you yeah okay yeah point taken though kerry doesn't really put the guest at ease when you start yelling at them for their own choices why isn't it why isn't it 10 pip you said eight what are we supposed to do about that <laughs> yeah i like the way she said uh ambience and emma went the vibes 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, right. Okay. Customer feedback is key. The fact that they've just realized this, hilarious. The fact that they're asking people to fill out paper things at the point that they're purchasing, even more hilarious. The fact that they then interrogate them like the Gestapo about why they've scored it that way. And when they realize that the customer's not that comfortable about doing it, they're like, right, instead of that, we'll interview them at the door. Particularly if it starts raining and then you've got a backlog of people stood outside in the rain looking at the archer's shit outside the farm shop. Just sort of send them, like ask for their email, say, can we send you a survey? If you fill it out, you'll be in the chance of winning some sort of prize. And it's probably going to be a cup of Earl Grey tea and a bit of carrot cake because that's all that anybody ever has in this cafe. It was quite odd that, but they were quite, they were feeling quite positive about, oh, look at this lovely feedback. And then Natasha and Tom crashed in. Yeah. Can we have a word? Natasha's line where she said something like what did she say um oh it's nothing personal but um it's our building and we'd like it back yeah no we don't want any animosity you can keep the furniture mind you could tell that moment where she was like tensing up with anger Mm. couldn't you Mm -hmm. she's like you're joking right when they offered Mm. her the position of manager she went what if i say no and tom's went well uh you can't yeah i thought she was gonna say there's no need for that (laughs) Sorry, stealing that joke from Alan Partridge there. He might not like me at Psycho Furniture, but that's a bit strong. (laughs) I really hope it fails. But what are you going to end up doing? Are we going to end up with a situation where Emma is running this place and Fallon is running the place at the EV charging station? Mm. And they're no longer friends and there's tensions between Harrison and Ed. Fighting over customers. Harrison torches the tea room, goes down for it. (laughs) Tom and Natasha are just totally detached from it all, scraping the profits off. If the scriptwriters are doing that, please make that happen, because then I can call the episode Harrison Burns Down the Tea Room. Mm. Always thinking, always thinking. I'm a bit deflated by the fact that she's going to take them up on their offer. Mm. And as Harrison said, like, this is the real world. You're brilliant. You can do anything as long as I can keep working part time and watching butterflies. (laughs) Yeah, I do whatever you like. I thought she was going to say, go back to work, copper. Because <laughs> he kind of said, oh, I'll go back to full time or I'll just get, you know, part time hours pulling pints somewhere. She should have gone. All right, then. Good. You do that. A policeman pouring pints. That's zero crack, isn't it? For the customers. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the tea room, can you help me out with something? I hope so. Fallon made Victoria sponge. Jill made orange cake. What did joy make they kept saying name this cake and it was a bit weird did they yeah i kept missing it it was a very strange word everyone's gonna email in and tell me now i've got a vague notion of it but i did not make a note of it have you got any clue what it sounded like began with an s i keep on thinking it sounded like saratosa or something like that serotonin (laughs) i don't know sertraline i think one of the things that intimidated pip with that Mm. Uh, customer review form is that I could hear like a slight tapping noise in the background. I think Emma was hitting a rolling pin into her palm. (laughs) Let's have a little chat about our friends Pip and Stella. Well, I did actually appreciate that David and Ruth had a bit of a session where they spoke to each other about, they were trying to fathom out 
between themselves why they felt so uncomfortable about it being Stella. I thought that was quite good because David was like, do you think it is the age gap or is it because she's a friend or blah, 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 blah. And they kind of talked themselves around to thinking, well, actually, maybe it's okay. Yeah, Ruth seems to be clinging to this thing about the fact that she was seeing another woman. Mm. She wasn't really seeing her, was she? They were just like sending each no. other messages. But yeah, I think... It was only two minutes ago you were texting this amazing woman. Yeah, and that's great, isn't it? Like, as a friend, throw back in my face something mm. that I told you. I mean, I guess, like, if I'm being really generous, Ruth is trying to protect her daughter from someone who might be a little bit fickle about who she's involved with. Yeah, it's possible. Do You didn't think that there was anything kind of a bit old school homophobic about it from the off? Do you think if it had been a if it had been Lottie, she would have been totally cool? Uh, they did they did sort of ask themselves that didn't they if it had been Lottie would it have been okay and they kind of went yeah it was was maybe the age thing I think I quite liked that they did try to work it out and then realized actually it's not so bad and spoke to Pip about it and said look I made a pig's ear of it I realized that can we have a fresh start and they've come round to inviting Stella well David wanted it to be a steak dinner for his birthday Pip felt it was a bit uh, formal so they're going to the bull yeah I'm relieved at that for their sake but it would be more fun to hear them around the dinner table yeah it would but David he kind of struck the death knell on is it knell or knoll death knoll now anyway he said um it'll be really nice <laughs> and again as soon as someone says something like that i think it's going to be the opposite probably plus you don't want f***ing jill there do you going i'm ashamed of you pip fallon is a professional cake baker and shouldn't have won the prize <laughs> but she did win uh first for her jam didn't you her jamming jill's jam oh jill's jam <laughs> so I thought something it might have like rubbed you up the wrong way was uh, Fallon said, if they think I'm going to take their job, they can whistle. <laughs> R.I.P. Roger Whittaker. Oh, the thing about the ironic thing, Matthew, about all of the whistlers yeah. is that I, wh I whistle a lot. Cider Shed, breaking news. Ah. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever confessed that to you. Well, you have now. I am almost a professional whistler. That's a <laughs> shocker. How come you've I never know. done that while we've been toodling around on air? No, but I honestly, it's a dreadful habit of mine. But I don't do it so loud that all the neighbourhood can hear it. And I don't do it for hours and hours every day. Straw Crows are coming to play the event barn. Yes, even though Steve Lamack has played them on his radio show and they're in high demand elsewhere, just because Josh knows... Knows Tig, yeah, Irish name. Quick scriptwriters, think of another Irish name for his brother. Oh, Paddy. <laughs> now, another riddle me re for you to help me with is, on Twitter, I saw some people saying, ooh, did anyone notice that there's a double booking for the harvest what's it do they are they talking about the piano teacher here hang on the events barn is the harvest we've just had the flower and produce show so is there something else jim's <sighs> piano teacher the double booking is that jim's getting his piano teacher to come is jim that good on the piano <laughs> Maybe the piano teacher is going to have to do like a mashup on stage with the straw cries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That'd be good. Not I, sure. Yeah, I'd like oh, I'd like Jim up on stage with them. Doing chopsticks. And then the straw crows, who I presume are quite folky. We're led to believe that, aren't we? Mm. They're like some terrible levellers. Ooh, they're from Brighton. Oh, bloody hell. Give me oh, a break. I like the bit where Josh went, uh, Stella, Stella. <laughs> Yeah. And then he was, then he said, wow, cool. Yeah, he was fine with it. Oh. Yeah, I, I did like, do you not think this is making Pip a more interesting character? I liked the bit where she said to Ruth, I'm not going to be made, you tried mm. to make me feel bad for something that I should not feel bad about. And I thought that was quite powerful from her. I think that sat Ruth down a bit. It was, but she also said, I'm a grown up or I'm a grown woman. And I can, and I was like, you haven't displayed much of that really so far. Because you're like, doesn't really look after Rosie as much as she could or should, or I don't know. I don't like her, Matthew. I, I, I may come to like her. I think I come from a wrongly biased, I don't want to like anything she does perspective, which is bad of me. Um, it's going to take a lot for me to warm to this character. Oh, I, I, I did like it when Ruth said to Dave, no, David said to Ruth, I don't care who Pip goes out with. I just want a quiet life. And then Ruth went, that's not true, though. You do care. And he went, yeah, you're right. It was like a 360 degree U-turn within about 30 seconds. Mum, Dad, I'm dating Hector. (laughs) Oh, that's, uh, oh. um... (laughs) As long as I've got a quiet life, that's fine by me. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Ruth, you okay with that? I would be all right with it, but he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you have in common, Pip? <laughs> Is he good with kids? <laughs> and half his arse has been chopped off for the burgers. <laughs> okay. Let's take a little break there, shall we? Honest question. How fresh is your bridge? Because if it's not very fresh... No one is going to want to come across it. Fortunately for you, Schaefer Bass, the creator of Hitler Nappies, has the answer. Bridge Fresh Wipes. Bridge Fresh Wipes keep your bridge as fresh as a daisy up Lakey Hill. Bridge Fresh Wipes come in three exotic scents. Aldridge Am, Cordwell Cream Brulee, and Sweet Summer Silage. Bridge Fresh Wipes, brought to you by Schaefer Bass. The bridge may also be referred to as the perennium, the taint, or the road from Grimsby to Hull. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Kerry, can I say it's Friday with vigor again? Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. And we just decided to do a little insert because we recorded the bulk of the podcast on Thursday. Only a little one. And just as we were wrapping it up, I got bombed out for some reason. And it... we knew that Pip and Stella and David and Ruth was going to be awkward in the bull. Uh, no multi pack of crisps is going to get them out of that hole, is it? <laughs> Yeah, David's small talk was pretty poor, wasn't it? Yes. Have you a mother and a father? Have you any brothers and sisters? Oh, I've got legs too. <laughs> anything Anything else we've got in common? <laughs> oh, look, we're in a pub. Is it all going to be fine, as Ruth predicted? Well, Stella approached her in the loo, which at first I thought was David having a piss, the sound effect. Uh, because Ruth wasn't looking her in the eye and she wanted to make sure everything's okay. And they did seem to come to some sort of um, civil agreement, including Stella saying that boundaries need to be put down. And I presume that's to do with stopping Ruth bursting into Pip's house <laughs> unannounced with her <laughs> little key. Um, yeah, that's the least she can do really, isn't it? Yeah, I liked the bit where Pip said to them, just act normal. <laughs> Ruth can't do that, and nor can most of the archers, really. I thought it was quite bang on where Pip said, you know, Mum probably feels like I've stolen you off of her. And maybe not stolen, mm. you know, a sense, yeah, because stolen the relationship that she had with uh, Stella. Yeah. She can't have that now, can she? Not really. And she said, like, what can we talk about if we can't? That was interesting as well, wasn't it? She said, if Pip had a new partner, Pip would be talking to me about the new partner and I'd be talking to you <laughs> about Pip having the new partner. Mm. I was like, that would be awkward if they were still doing <laughs> it and they didn't know. <laughs> Some like Bermuda Triangle conversation. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Ruth is a bit embarrassed and uh, finding it awkward and weird that her just imagining her best mate and her daughter at it. And I'm hoping she's not imagining it too much. But you know, they're 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 sort of sitting in front of them as a couple, and she knows Stella very well. It's going to be a strange sensation, isn't it? A bit of a weird piece of news and information playing on that whole idea that ruth was homophobic when she's went oh so you thought you'd follow me to the ladies oh thought she was god yeah the other main storyline of the night poor old emma i know she literally thought that she was being offered that managerial position by natasha you could hear her going oh there was excitement wasn't there and Within 30 seconds, then Natasha was going, and here's your manager, Fallon. And it came tumbling down because Natasha hadn't seen her email come through or had seen it and pretended she hadn't, hadn't dealt with it. I didn't think it was concrete that Fallon had taken the job at that point when Emma walked in. Mm. And I thought, you know, Natasha was just going to snap a pool cue in half and go, right, right, you two, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I thought um, Emma would start shouting, but I'm cheaper. Take me, take me. <laughs> Did anything get actually signed? Because mm. 
Fallon still was negotiating bonuses. Natasha says she has to take that back to the family Mm. and discuss it. And, you know, George got hired at Barrow because he's cheap. Yeah by martin gibson who's to say that natasha won't start doing her sums with tom and they'll be like hang on we can employ emma for a lot less yeah with much less expectations and they'll be like sorry fallon the ink's not on the on the page yet and uh mm. gonna go grundy on this one because yeah. especially because fallon is talking about those bonuses and natasha really didn't like it that even though they've just drawn up this contract without any consultation with fallon so it's like here it is it's all fairly standard you know blah 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 yada 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 you know, you can have sick pay, blah, blah, blah. She just wanted her to sign it without properly considering it. And actually Fallon was like, well, no, I have a bonus structure that I'd like to go over with you. Not an easy, she's not going to just take this easily. And I don't even actually know whether Fallon will take it at all. She's got some thinking to do still. I've got a bonus structure I'd like to go over with Fallon. Oh yeah, you've got to put your jingle in if you can. Someone, Someone tweeted that they were missing that jingle. She said, you talked about Fallon and you didn't put the jingle in. Uh-oh. Fallon. Fallon. Kerry. Yeah. Do we have any new reviews? Uh, we do. We have five new reviews, Matthew. Five? Can you ruddy bloody believe I can, it? because the last time I looked, I think we were still on the, the one review from last week. No, we've now got five. Now, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll whiz through because this is quite... Uh, blowing our own trumpet a little bit isn't it but never mind anyway okay uh the old gray bird wrote great pod great pod i listen in bed and sometimes nod off oh. thanks cheers <laughs> i rewind and catch up the next night okay good save that's more positive i've listened to the archers for over 50 years Ooh. and dislike most of the characters welcome <laughs> thank you the old gray bird for that oh thanks uh, Silky Sean wrote, stop faffing about listening to the ever-growing list of Archer's pods. Don't listen to the rest, listen to the best. You'll love the pat chat, you'll love the warbis warble. Prepare to be, that's just how the way my trousers hang. Not the warbis whistle. (laughs) Prepare to be astounded by jingle tingle and dream of trips to Swindon. Home of Hitler nappies. <laughs> Go on, you know you want to. And then in brackets, they've put, how's that, Matthew and Peter? As if you've sort of press ganged <laughs> them into writing. Yeah, no, maybe we did. I don't know. You know, when you have your own works repeated back to you, you start thinking, hmm. <laughs> Can't even leave a review 666 is the name of the next person. <laughs> uh, they've put, love this pod. This is essential listening, not only when there's been a trying week in Ambridge, but also when it's a good week, particularly if you dislike Helen, New Tom, Clary Love, Evil George, and not forgetting Horrid Henwy, have left out Evil Rob as apparently he's at death's door anyway. This pod makes sense of the goings-on in Ambridge and is super funny to boot. I'm off now to try the Grey Gable stuff from your advert. (laughs) Just listen to this pod, you will not regret it. Uh, Then we've got Slasher's Mum. And Slash's mum has four stars. So, don't know, I'm going to turn into bloody Emma here and <laughs> yeah. go, uh, what? why isn't it five? Uh, come on, give us some feedback. And they've put, um, I enjoy this podcast for its irreverent humour and depth of knowledge. These guys really do know their stuff. <laughs> really? Did you hear the bit where Kerry said, please don't ask me about anything that's yeah. happened in the yeah. past? 
I don't know. I, they really do know this stuff and present in a style that's effortlessly entertaining. Do give it a try if you're an Archer's fan, especially if you have a thing for Fallon. Mm. And then, don't worry, the last one is only three words. Flora Honey, title something special for the week. And they have put thanks TCS team oh nice slash's mum wrote us a review before and it was a five star one so she's downgraded us <laughs> oh slash's mum tell us what we're doing wrong what do we need to improve is it the wallpaper that isn't making you hungry is it something <laughs> like that if people want to leave reviews kerry it's all in our pod description isn't it yes it is yeah look at the podcast notes and you'll find out you can you can leave an apple review even if you're on an android phone as well by the way yeah i think we had a you had a little video showing how to do that didn't you i think oh no not a video screenshots uh, okay because i added, you mad? i added you in a tweet earlier in the week saying or on instagram saying i mm. always knows how to do it yeah i saw that okay I was just... shitting myself <laughs> <laughs> no i've got some screenshots that are helpful okay. i'll happily share with anyone because apple reviews are the bee's knees so if you can do those it will help us enormously. They are. They're great. On our socials, we've got the Instagram, which I just mentioned, which is at the Cider Shed Pod. Twitter's the same, isn't it, Kerry? Yes, it is, Matthew. It's at the Cider Shed Pod. It's all kicking off on Twitter. Go and have a look at the tweet alongs. Hashtag the Archers. And if you want to email us, you can email us at hello at the cidershed.com. A couple of emails we got this week. What are mm. the odds on this? Kerry, we've got an email from two Davids and both of their surnames begin with H. Why? Is it David Harcher? No. <laughs> yeah, a really bad um, attempt to hide his identity. Yes. <laughs> what, what do they say? One's quite serious and the other one's, you know, a little more lighthearted, but I think they're both okay. brilliant. And uh, the mm -hmm. first one's from David Hall. And I did actually message him back and say, like, do you mind if I read this? Because I think it, you know, it's, it's good for anyone who might be listening that might be going through it as well. Hello, Kerry Matthew and Not Forgetting Peter. I have listened to The Archers for many years and caught onto the pod early from episode three. Ah. After you left that other lot who were full of their own self-importance. I absolutely love mm. checking in with you guys every week. It's wonderful, like catching up with friends in the pub. I think we've accidentally curated that, haven't we? That feeling. Yes. <laughs> Do love a pub, but anyway, yeah. I love your view of things and your moral, political and social values seem to chime with me very closely. There are even spells mm. in the last couple of years where I've had a couple of months off the archers, but have continued to listen to the cider shed. Try it, everyone. Anyway, the reason <laughs> for me contacting you via this old email method is a relatively sensible one. It's Helen in brackets. Please bear with me and don't stop reading. <laughs> like you, I really dislike the woman and the rest of her family. But the developing storyline regarding a reading disorder is very close to my heart and I feel that it has been handled very well so far. I'm a 37-year-old male who has suffered from anorexia for around six or seven years. I have a decent job, a flat, friends, family around me, but this awful illness has engulfed me and it doesn't discriminate. As you both pondered, anorexia is normally all about control. When things were going to pot in my life, food was the thing I latched onto as something I could control. It is a divisive, sneaky illness and wants to punish you. Coupled with over-exercise, restriction does offer a short-term euphoria, a high, if you will, as you mm. push your body to the limit. Well, we talked about this with Helen, didn't we? Yeah. We were saying yeah, yeah. he is confirming everything we were saying. It's something you never fully leave behind in a similar way to there being no such thing as an ex-alcoholic. 
anorexia mm. can rear its ugly head again when times get tough. So it's very realistic to be returning to Helen's life when she is struggling so badly. He said there's huge waiting lists for GPs for people who have eating disorders and there is stigma still attached to it. Mm. I've recently been discharged after five months on a specialist inpatient ward and you said he was very lucky. He had intensive attendance every day. Support four days a week to get me back into the community to work to life. Anything which raises awareness of eating disorders and anorexia is a fantastic thing. It's a hard listen, but so important. So he says, finally, so I thank the archers for the storyline and you guys for talking about it on the pod. The Cider Shed has helped me get through some incredibly low and difficult times recently. Uh, and I'm extremely grateful to all of you for keeping me going with your humor, silliness, oh. and sometimes sheer debauchery. Thank oh. you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, my goodness. What a bloody amazing message to receive. And I tell my well done for dealing with it and for opening up about that. That, you know, that kind of input is very enlightening as well. Yeah because I don't know enough about it and ignorantly presume most of the time that it's, to, it's um, an illness that's linked with women as well. So to hear that uh, a man is, is struggling with that as well, it just goes to show you just don't know mm -hmm. do you, what people are having to deal with. And uh, I like that you've found ha the handling of it in the archers to be useful and positive. Yeah. Cause I mean, we did have that comp you, I think it was, mm. was it Peter actually when you were off or was it you that said it to me as like why are they doing it again and I, yeah it was me yeah, yeah. Said, they're doing it again because it probably does happen you know it, it doesn't go away I'm wondering about the control side of it and then you were talking about you know the euphoria that you felt when you went through that period in your life where you were like looking at your diet and doing the exercise and stuff and then it does have a there's a sort of actual chemical buzz and rush to taking that sort of control about what you're doing to your body i should say in the interest of balance um yeah. dave finishes i hope the storyline continues to be handled sensitively and realistically despite this i still dislike helen her mother her brother and what you get the picture <laughs> and then finally he says p.s come on weetabix united i'm trying to help peter by not changing my team since week one and being filled with injured players <laughs> okay yeah. yeah i need i need to look at where you are in the um league the fantasy league he sent me a link later on for beat which is a great charity that provides support for pe people with eating disorders and we'll put that in the pod description yeah good 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 okay amazing Brilliant. email thanks david yeah thank you so much honestly keep keep us posted so from david hall to dave howard now do you remember okay. vincent email he messaged on instagram last week to say that i should check out this interview with the guy from animal collective who lives in porto yes panda bear yeah he did the album with sonic boom didn't he and sonic boom was one half of spacemen three because i yeah. always just think of it as being sonic boom and then jason pierce who went off to form spiritualized and mm. he wrote in to say welcome back is the title of the email it seems a little strange welcoming you back when i've only recently discovered you but i'm doing it anyway doing a little housework infinitely more bearable thank you <laughs> it seems a little presumptuous to write so early on in our relationship with two requests but i have them nevertheless here goes i'm certain i can't be alone with the first please please can you jump onto threads with an account like so many who once enjoyed the archer's tweet along i have left the x hole it would be lovely to see you there despite the absence of hashtags well that's the one that's done through meta isn't it through instagram that would be oh. my manner so Mm. yes all right i'll have a look into okay. that okay 
Yeah, good suggestion. Do you want to hear the second one, Kerry? It relates to you. Okay. More importantly, it relates to you last week. Oh, God. I don't know if I do then. Can we pause Kerry's recovery from the world of croak right here? This morning, I was in ASMR heaven, only experienced previously in the oral company of Hannah Gordon. Oh, that is exalted company. I realise that only one of these requests is humane, so I know I may have to be satisfied without the other. In anticipation of a positive response to that, though, I can offer a couple of nuggets, one of no real value and one of very little more. One, you mentioned Sonic Boom as one half of Spaceman 3, who are actually a four-piece. I know, hands up, I know they were a four-piece. Multiple members in their time, but yeah. He then goes on to say, I recorded their now apparently renowned Northampton demos at my little studio just outside Northampton in 1986. Studio Morocco, named after the chap who owned the building. They've been repeatedly bootlegged. This, I should say, has nothing to do with my engineering skills at the time. (laughs) That is so f***ing cool. Yes. Wow. That is amazing. Bloody hell. Yes. I did message Vincent and was like, wait till you hear this email. God, this this is fantastic, Um, yeah. And there's another one Mm. that ties in here. So Sonic Boom, who was Peter Kemper in Spaceman 3. Mm. For those of us with any interest in audio production, it's worth noting that Pete went on to work with Delia Derbyshire before she died, who did the Doctor Who theme tune (gasps) that we talked about as well. You've spoken about her before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, and Peter did, yeah. yeah. And then he said, secondly, of possibly a little more value, I've stepped tentatively into your Patreon. I'm sorry it can't be at a higher level. The adverts are worth it on their own. <laughs> Thank you for the weekly delight that is the Cider Shed. Best wishes, David Howard. Dave Howard, sorry. Uh, and he's, he seems to have a little company there called Paddywhack Arts. If you want to give us a... We can give you a shout out, Dave, if you give us more information yeah. about that. We're happy to share your details. How cool is that, though? That is amazingly cool. Obviously, the best bit of that was that he thinks I sound in any way in the realm of Hannah Gordon. Dave mentioned there he'd become a patron, Kerry. Yes. Uh, he's amongst a fine batch of company there, isn't he, this week? I'll be honest. I normally try to get to all the patrons that join, but it went a little nuts <laughs> in the last 24 hours. So I'd already made that we had five patrons. So I made singles <laughs> and set to go. And then a million other people joined. Yes. Now, we suspect they may have joined because they wanted a little bit of gossip that was going to occur on our midweek Patreon special. That's fine if they did that. That's mm. cool. Uh, we'd like you to hang around if you did that because we put out other things in the middle of the week and we're going to try and do some other tidbits for you as well. And of course, you get the podcast early and with no normal ads, you'll still get my silly ads in there. But anyway, mm. so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to play the jingles of the ones that I'd already done. Okay, so first up, Vivian O'Connor. Hey there, Vivian. Isn't this like your second jingle? It bloody is, you know. Oh, well, she deserves it. Thanks for becoming a Cider Shed patron, Vivian. Legend. Yeah, because Vivian got one when she did the email challenge, didn't she? It was her kind of talking very low register over careless whisper. Yeah, uh... she is such an ardent supporter of the Cider Shed, isn't she? Yeah. She's been writing great reviews on one of the other podcatchers mm-hmm. for a long time, hasn't she? Yeah. So thank you so much, Vivian, Viv, um, yeah. for becoming a Patreon. Totally love you. So talking of Dave becoming a patron and also unbelievably producing Spaceman 3's demos, 
This is for him. Just five, Just five seconds, seconds of decision, 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 decision to realize, to realize that, the time that the time is right. right, right, right. To start to thinking start about, about, about a little cider shed Patreon membership. Thanks, David Howard. I liked that one. A bit too psychedelic, maybe? No. Okay, Courtney, you're next. And now we go over to Courtney, <laughs> a smart cookie. Thanks for becoming a Cider Shed patron, Courtney. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> the voice. Emma Wiz. <laughs> That's a good name. Ooh. Okay, who have we here? Oh, it's Emma Wiz. Not a real name, I presume? New listener and already a Cider Shed patron. Gotta respect that. Damn straight. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Nice, smooth. Liked that glockenspiel, whoever it was. Last of the early week batch, we have Nolan. Hey, Nolan. We just wanted to say a big thank you for becoming a Cider Shed patron. We really, really appreciate it. Apologies, Nolan. That last AI person sounded a little patronizing. What? I did not! Anyway, thanks, Nolan. I already thanked Nolan. Oh, shut the f*** up! Ah. <laughs> thanks, Nolan. That's a good name, too, isn't it? Yeah. Then the floodgates opened. Yes. And I was like, Harry, what can I do? There's a lot of patrons, and I don't have time to do mm. it. And Kerry said, look, here's what you do. You just set it to We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's what I've done. If anyone, and obviously remain a patron, and this will happen for you, if anyone in this list feels aggrieved that they didn't get a personal <laughs> jingle, just message me on Patreon and I will sort you out in due course, okay? Now, I there, yeah, so we had some suspicion that people may have joined just for the gossip, and this is our way of saying, like, we hope you hang around, mm. okay? Oh, my days. Have you seen all the patrons? I have. How on earth will Matthew make all of these jingles in so short a time? What if he put them into one majestic banging thank you song? <laughs> Fing nailed it. Mark Holman. Lucy Saint. Laura Smith. Eva Voss. Vicky Krask. Tina Smith. Peter Dyer. Audrey Ann. Jillian Corrigan. Joanna Tubbs. Sue Schoen. Tina West. Matt Hill. Kate Lyle. Jamie Hodge. Nullet Griffin. You came for the gossip. <laughs> But we hope you save for many days. Susan Lowe. Rick Turner. Mike Gunn. Jenny Williams. Jillian Law. Richard Walker. Christine Cox. Alistair Lawrence. Jonathan Harley. Philippa Hall. Susie Q. We love you. And that goes for all of you. You came for the gossip. But we hope you save for many days. You came for the gossip. But we hope you save for many days. Thank you to each and every one of you for your kind support. The Cider Shed is in your service. <laughs> I love the sort of boop, 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 beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, music in the background. That is a lot of Patreon support it all is. of a I'm, sudden, isn't it? I mean, I'm bowled over. Yeah, I really, really, really hope that at least some of them do stay and listen yeah. to our future episodes. Did you notice a new patron in there called Philippa Hall? I did, yes. We live in changing times, don't we? Now, 
we welcome all Patreon supporters. Now, I am aware that because all of that was done on Thursday, yeah. that we've had some new patrons pop up since. So I'm going to give you a little shout out now. Jingle-tastic stuff will happen next week. Robin Rex, Idiot Win, Jan Sparrow, Beck McFarlane and Andrew Richards. Thanks so much. In fact, thanks to all patrons. Like Massive, massive help. We can't thank you enough. Like It really helps support the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 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 Thanks, Paul. Uh, okay, Kerry. Starting on a Thursday and going out on a Friday. How does that sound? Lovely. Uh, can, I, can I just mention that my son is top of the Fantasy Football League? <laughs> We'll we'll bring that back next week. There we, was just a packed old week, you know. I know, um, I know. All right, everyone. See ya. Bye. See you next week. Hang on. Take care, everyone. See you later. Oh, hang on. I just did a massive burp. <laughs>